0: The reading is from James, verses 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly and spiritual demonic for where you have envy and selfish ambition there you find disorder and every evil practice but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace-loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Amen. So I'm um, aware uh, so our youth are in the service this morning, so um, a little game that, that we can play. Um, well anyone can play this game but it's particularly for the youth um so you don't have to just uh, worry about uh, uh, listening to me for 20 minutes or whatever it is 15 minutes We're We're going too long this morning we will play preacher bingo so just um you can get your phone out and pick five words that you think i'm going to say during this sermon okay and if i you can't be like too obvious all right jesus or the or something like that pick five words and uh, if i say those five words you can count them off as i go and you get to stand up and shout preacher bingo okay so um do that if you would like this term we've been looking at uh, some aspects of what it means to become like jesus Um, and a reminder our vision as a church is to grow as disciples of jesus this ancient art of discipleship means being formed by someone into their image and in the early accounts of jesus there are kind of three parts to this process of becoming a disciple and the first is being with the teacher or the discipler, time spent in their presence is the root of it all. Jesus talked about the importance of abiding or remaining in him, like uh, branches of a vine totally dependent on their life and on their growth, on their connection with the vine. And uh, our spring term teaching uh, focused on some of the practices that we can um, develop that help us maintain and deepen our connectionship. Um, our connectionship sorry connection with him as his disciples from being with follows becoming like Uh, the process of formation which happens to an extent in every relationship we have we become like those we spend time with That's what we're looking at this term. Um, Third then comes doing the stuff, carrying on the mission of Jesus, the the mission which he called his first disciples and all who would follow them, i.e. us, to do in his name. And the PCC spent a morning last week actually praying and discerning what that might mean for us in our mission over the next few years. We'll turn to that and we'll start looking at that more in the autumn term. So uh, in this series in James, we're looking at the middle one of those three, the becoming like Jesus. And James, uh, Jesus's half-brother, he grew up with him. Uh, he followed him as a disciple and he's now a leader um, as he writes this, in the early Jerusalem church. And he's writing to the church, which has been scattered across the region by the outbreak of persecution. And he's applying the teachings of Jesus, the, things like the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, um, along with ancient wisdom from the book of Proverbs, more on that in a little bit, to the circumstances in which the church found itself at that time. And we've seen what James had to say about facing severe trials with joy, being uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. We've looked at issues around favoritism and equality and the importance of our words. He's tackling these really practical issues in the church. You can catch up with that series if you want. Um, you go back and, and look uh, either on our Facebook feed or um, on our iTunes, search All Souls um, st margaret's also st margaret's on uh, I, on the apple podcast and he's now turning his attention to the idea of wisdom and in particular the difference between the world's understanding of wisdom and jesus's wisdom the wisdom taught in scripture now there's a faint irony about me teaching on the subject of wisdom on the day our two new curates join us. Um it's not so long ago that I was in their shoes, and um many at my curacy church could testified to some of my age, we call them less wise moments of ministry there. Um, High on the list was getting my children involved in the very early days of doing church online. Um, You know, being pretty well known, St. Andrew's had over a thousand viewers on its stream each Sunday. It was triple the normal congregation. And so it was that people across Chorley Woods and well beyond witnessed the chaos That ensued. Um, One moment that sticks in my mind, particularly, was presiding over communion for the first time. This is in my study, we use a a, a table with Nathan and Matthew on each side, um, who were desperately trying to kick each other under the table as we were going, which kind of led to me delivering the Eucharistic prayer, basically holding them each in a headlock. Um, In the same way, after supper, he. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, And this was followed by Matthew playing peekaboo with me. Um, with his favourite cuddly toy sheep, um, Lucia. As I spoke about the lamb that was slain, um, <laughs> and it wasn't the lamb that was in peril; it was my curacy. Um, <laughs> of course, everyone was thoroughly charmed by this, as you can imagine. You know, you know kids interrupting online stuff was all the rage in the those days, wasn't it? And my my T.A. Uh, took me aside and said, "Yes, it was charming, but that charm will wear off if it happens <laughs> too many times." So, took my warning. I guess wisdom doesn't automatically come with a dog collar. But actually, that sort of wisdom isn't exactly what James is talking about here. So where does wisdom come from and what is it? Um, Verse 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So this is picking up um, the, the theme in James's letter of how faith needs to be lived out in action. It's not just about theory. Harvard professor Michael J. Sandel wrote a great book called Justice, What's the Right Thing to Do, um, which is summarizing his very popular module on the subject. You can watch all his lectures on that on YouTube. Um, and in it, he takes us on a journey through the history of ethics, the ideas that have shaped uh, various societies' frameworks over uh, uh, over time, the frameworks of morality. And what becomes clear as you read it is that Western secular morality is, is on quite shaky foundations. Um, over centuries, our ethics and our morality were built on the foundation of faith in God. And um, secular historian Tom Holland writes about this. We don't realize how key Christianity has been to shaping our morality but as the tide of faith goes out a loving perfect god as the source of wisdom is replaced by messy people and that you know that mantra of just be true to yourself which you know misses the very obvious problem that myself is not a great model for me to aspire to i've seen myself it's not great We are taught that ultimate wisdom comes from the exercise of individual freedom. And individual freedom is good. Um, It's important, you know, just ask people in North Korea or Russia. But taken to an extreme, as we have done perhaps in recent years, well, yeah, how's that working out for us as a society? I was reading yesterday some analysis of um, the pressures on the NHS, um, and it suggested that despite all the medical advances and um, in many ways, by many metrics, we are in, in some, perhaps the least healthy we have been as a nation since the NHS started in body, mind and spirit. The demand, um, not just created by the, the, the improvement of treatment, but also the general state we're in, is huge. Despite this total focus on individual freedom. That's the fruit of the world's wisdom today. James wrote... Assuming that his readers knew that wisdom is not something we make up for ourselves, but is found in God. It has a source beyond ourselves, a source better than ourselves. And it all starts with Jesus, who the Apostle Paul describes as the wisdom of God. And James was writing to people who associated wisdom. They, they would have, when you said the word wisdom to them, they would have immediately thought of the book of Proverbs and other literature in the Bible known as the wisdom literature. Now, Proverbs is a book of, you know, as, as the name suggests, many wise sayings. You can go read it, you'll be surprised at how many common phrases that we have today that we still use come from this sort of nearly 3,000 year old text. But among all the little maxims, Proverbs describes wisdom personified. As a woman, Lady Wisdom is this key character in the book of Proverbs, who calls aloud in the streets, in the public square, from the tops of the walls, to all who will listen to her voice. And there's this um, interesting link um, in in the way that Lady Wisdom is described in Proverbs and how Jesus is described in Colossians as kind of founding uh, parts of how the universe was created. We, we, We don't have time to unpack that today, but go and take a look at it if you have time. But the central message that comes through in this book of Proverbs is that wisdom begins and ends with what it calls the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord doesn't mean kind of terror as such. It means excuse me, healthy and appropriate respect for the God of the universe who made us and loves us. So um, I'm just going to take a little drink, turn to the person next to you and smile or frown smile smile smiles better wisdom in in the Bible then so for James is found in God and in having a right view of him verse 17 he talks about the wisdom that comes from heaven that's the key to it true wisdom doesn't come from us we are not the source God is um just a smaller side, uh, we were walking across to a park the other day, and um, Joshua, out of nowhere, just said the word. So if you don't know, so Joshua is five. And he just said to me as we were walking, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself. And uh, I thought, he said, take a look at yourself. And I realized that, you know, he was, he was, he was preaching the, 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 uh, the, the late prophet Michael Jackson. Um, man in the mirror um, but what made me laugh most I think they've been doing it in school but what made me la- laugh most is that they they finished there of course if I say if you want to make the world a better place take a look at yourself and make that change right they just dropped that bit off so actually the answer now is if you want to make the world a better place just take a look at yourself yeah look at me I thought like, there is a narcissistic society lived out isn't it but there we go good it's wisdom not from us um so that said James now takes issue with what his society saw as wisdom and its limitations, because he said he was it's possible to be really wise by the world's standards, but not at all by God's. And in fact, the wisdom that he saw around him in the world then, and even he saw in in the church, because the church is always going to reflect a little bit the, the values of society, and it was ugly and it was destructive. Verses 14 to 16. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the world of digital influencers. And I'm not even going to try and deconstruct that um, It's not really what I want to focus on, but you know what I mean, don't you? And let's not just pretend it's a current thing or a young person thing. Look at our politics, you know? Um, Beneath this sort of undoubted desire for public service that so many of our politicians do have, bitter envy, selfish ambition are really, they really color things so much, don't they? And by the way, it's not just influencers and politicians who are obsessed with numbers and ratings. Church leaders do it too. Notice me slip those viewing figures earlier in uh, to my talk. You know, we all find ourselves following the wrong people because they are popular and they seem to know what they are talking about. James is saying, if the motive, if their motive is selfish ambition, then beware. Because that is not God's definition of wisdom you know a generation of young men at the moment caught up in the mess of andrew tate you know just because something is loud and bright and shiny doesn't mean it's true james describes this sort of wisdom as earthly i.e normal unspiritual, that's his way of saying dead and even demonic which is very strong you know means from the pit as one commentator says. This is ugly stuff. And this is what is dressed up as wisdom. So what is true wisdom, finally? We'd all like to be wise, but what does it actually look like in practice? And this is verse 17. Why don't we read this out together? I've been talking a while. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, Submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So let's just go through that um, briefly. Pure. One definition puts pure as having no agenda, having no angle. This is where God comes in. The best way to uh, uh, not do something out of selfish ambition for our own glory is to do it for somebody else's, God's. You know, when you're doing something good. Check your motivation. Are you pointing to God? Are you glorifying him? It's not about your strength or your talent. You know, these guys, Ritesh and and Mike, you know, they're going to work hard preparing stuff to share with you. And they're going to be doing it at the end of a, a long day's work and a long week's work. And dealing with all the usual stuff of life. Encourage them. Tell them when they've said something that connects with you, where God has been speaking to you. But a good sermon ultimately is where God is glorified. That's the really good stuff. That's the wisdom. Another way to exercise pure wisdom is to do something without um, being able to take credit. There's an excellent practice or spiritual discipline um, of exercising uh, heavenly wisdom. Give to someone without them knowing. Do something that will bless your workplace or your family without them knowing who it was. Or your friends. I like what Mark Batterson, um, an American church leader, says about bragging about people behind their backs. It's kind of um, the opposite of gossip, talking people up rather than down. That's pure. That's the opposite of selfish ambition. Peace loving. Um, This wisdom doesn't cause arguments and fights doesn't mean everyone has to agree or everyone is equally right but it works better when we deal peaceably with one another we're trying to teach our kids this when they get on better with each other things work out better for them and it's not just the kids that need to grasp this is it it's parents too it's uh, work colleagues it's whatsapp groups okay Um, particularly peace loving considerate Thinking of things from the other person's point of view empathy good listening skills are not a new fad um it's ancient biblical wisdom again look at the book of proverbs submissive this is jesus the wisdom of god to a t he had the right to rule but he submitted himself to be with us to die for us crowned not with a, a, a crown like king charles was priceless crown, but a crown of thorns like the one we have just up there. The cross was understood in Roman culture as the ultimate symbol of foolishness. But this self-sacrificial submission was God's ultimate wisdom. Full of mercy and good fruit. Go look at the fruit of the Spirit again if you haven't for a while in Galatians. This is why we talk about becoming like Jesus. And wisdom bears fruit, bears good fruit. It may not be profitable fruit. It may not be glorious fruit. It may not be instant fruit, but it bears fruit. Very good fruit. Impartial, sincere. You know, we looked uh, previously about what James said about favoritism. This is what true wisdom looks like. Two things to finish with. Um, First, how do we get this wisdom? Well, James's answer would be just ask. That's what he said back in chapter one. Um, if you remember, he said, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. That's James 1, verse 5. Just ask. Because wisdom always applies, it's always needed. It's not one of those things that's for a particular thing or or context or moment is always needed pray for wisdom as you go into school pray for wisdom as you go into work pray for wisdom as you sit at home at the start of the day pray for wisdom before you make that phone call or before you send that text or that email pray for wisdom that you would be a good friend solomon was commended for asking for wisdom before all else you know i just sort of um thinking about this last night i was thinking about how you you know when you refresh when you constantly refresh a page by dragging down you know that that motion on your phone you refresh what you're doing when you do that is you're asking for more information you're asking for for more the next thing you know ask for wisdom updates through your day refresh (laughs) And while we're at it, pray for wisdom for others. You know, pray for Mike and for Ritesh. You know, pray for wisdom for them as they come and join us. They've got to work with me for a start. So pray for me, you know, please. You know, I realize that by preaching this passage today, I've scuppered my plan of playing them off against one another, really. So, you know, I was thinking of making a curate of the week award and then, you know, just seeing who we could. It doesn't really work, does it? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or, yeah, bitter envy. And if you're not convinced, just this is what Tom Wright says. I'll just finish with this. Think of it like this. Suppose you lived in a village or worked in a college or a factory or a farm. Suppose some of the people you met every day were like the people in verse 16 and others were like people in verse 17. Which one would you rather see coming down the street towards you? Which one would you rather have as a neighbor? And the question answers itself. The challenge is how to become that neighbor yourself. And once more, the answer is this. Wisdom comes from above. Pray for it. Persevere. So why don't we do that now?